Hi, I'm Gail from Europod. Before enjoying your podcast, allow me to say a few words about Europe Talks Back. In the third season of Europe Talks Back, I want to uncover the topics that matter or should matter to all of us. From gender to bodies and sex, digital to migration and urban landscapes, and everything in between. Rather than focusing on macro-level policies, let's zoom in and talk to the brave activists and volunteers with lived experience, who are working directly with marginalized communities to further equity, justice, and liberation for all. And what I really miss in the education system is to ask students questions that they then answer and that students also dare to ask questions. Because I find that most of us cannot, and I include myself here. So to some extent, education suppresses the desire to find our own questions and set ourselves our own goals. And that is lack of purpose, because very often we don't see why we should study Hungarian literature, why we should analyze poetry, or even why we should learn all these wonderful things in physics. So I think that the lack of purpose in education and the lack of showing us why we should do what we do is its greatest shortcoming. I think we can all agree that being curious is better than being judgmental. Actually, it would be good if questioning matters of life and society was not just the privilege of children. Indeed, it is uncomprehensible and probably essentially also unacceptable. What Lily Mihalix, the interviewee of this episode, has to say Namely, that the Hungarian education system suppresses the variability of being critical and asking relevant questions. I decide what I buy in the shop, what I do during the day and what I do at night, who I live with, who I travel to, who I vote for, what I believe in and what to think. But... Do we really decide everything freely? Humans have a strange relationship with freedom. Often we say that freedom is our most important fundamental value. Yet other times we tolerate being told what to do from above. So why is this dichotomy? Is there an objective level of freedom? And what would we do for it? Hi, my name is Alexander Damianorici and this is Freedom in Hungary. In this podcast series, we tell the stories of six people from Hungary whose lives have been shaped by the concept of freedom. So far in this podcast series, we have spoken to people who have lived essentially through the 20th century and who were active in political and social movements at the time of the big regime change in Hungary in 1989. But what do today's younger generations think about freedom? How much do they value it? How much are they willing to do for it? And what does it mean to them? Lili Mihalix is 18 years old and has just started 
the last year of secondary school at the prestigious St. Itzvan Gymnasium in Budapest. This spring, together with several fellow students, she established Students for Teachers, a student organization calling for a solution to the teacher shortage the country is experiencing right now, a teachable and learnable curriculum, better school environments, and more attention to education. Students for Teachers organized their first demonstration in March 2022. They themselves were surprised by the success it obtained. It is very important to point out that we never set ourselves the goal of short-term success or, say, becoming a movement to achieve all the changes at once. Because it takes a long time to make a change, and we didn't think that one movement was enough to achieve that change. However, the short-term goal has always been, and we have been successful in this, to get more and more people to come and join us. And I had my first such experience on the 16th of March in 2022, at the first student demonstration that we organized. Because that was the moment when I announced the demonstration for 200 people. This march started from three different places. Then we met at the Basilica, and from there we went together to Kosciut Square. And then not 200, but more than a thousand, actually More than 2,000 people arrived from three directions. And we almost filled the whole square in front of the basilica. There was a feeling that this could not be experienced anywhere else. And that it was worth all the work we had put in beforehand. Because it is indeed in the people's interest. And the people are interested in the subject that we are caring about and for which we want to stand up for. I think a lot depends on the students and in turn on their parents. What I see is that when children or students move, the whole country and even politics pay much more attention. And if we can persevere and maintain in our own generation that kind of, not even discontent, but to stand up because of our discontent, in that case it can be a long-term thing. And here we come to a very important issue, because we too have a duty to ensure that as we will be leaving our education system and public education next year, we must leave behind active young people of all kinds and train them to continue to act so. We will stay true to this in every way. And we will do everything we can to ensure that this happens. And this movement, this cycle of protests in support of education, must not stop until we achieve change. Lily took the stage and held an important speech on the occasion of the demonstration organized in Budapest in March. On stage, she said she felt free and wished the same for her teachers. I'm a very nervous person, so I was very anxious about everything. However, when I got a bit more into it, that anxiety was completely nullified. Because the people who come to a demonstration are mostly supportive. And they are not just supportive of the cause, but also of those who speak up for it. So I think it is an incredible and uplifting experience to speak in front of so many people. Because we can show what is important to us, 
and why it is important. And we can raise our voices. It is very important what I felt in that moment, in that situation. And also what I feel now. After all, I turned 18 in December last year, and so I built that speech around the sense of freedom I felt in that moment, especially because I had crossed a legal boundary in terms of age. And then I could, I mean, it meant I could decide for myself on certain things. I'm an adult now, so I don't need my parents' permission to, for example, go on a class trip or something. However, freedom goes beyond that and I believe one's free when they can express our thoughts and feelings and demands in a civilized way at any time without encountering any kind of sanctions. Has Lily ever been sanctioned in any way by the law or institutions of her country? Not me personally but in this society and in my environment I feel the fear that this might happen on a regular basis. The messages Lily and her movement share are solidarity and standing up for the struggles of teachers demanding more dignity and a truly free education system. Earlier in her adolescent life, Lily spent some time at the Austrian Gymnasium in Budapest. She says the most glaring differences between her current state school and her former school is the freedom teachers have to implement their own ideas and experiment with alternative pedagogical methods. Lily believes this requires a relatively flexible system and determined or open-minded teachers. But the flexibility Lily speaks about is particularly lacking in the Hungarian state school system today. But yes, the open-minded and determined teachers, especially the younger ones, are all willing to innovate. However, older generations, and this is something you can mostly find in schools, are also very determined. They still work in a sector where they are not valued. Nevertheless, they are determined to pass on the best possible knowledge. And perhaps they could even do better if they were given the kind of freedom that they should be given. However, I see younger generations much more open to new ways of doing things. So, in a way, one could say that individuals working in state schools are ready to take up their part of responsibility. But the system operates as a cage to their will. Lily is very conscious about the world, about what she wants to achieve or how she imagines the future. She has been interested in public life and activism from a very young age. She's one of those persons driven by the desire to do something for the future of her country. Actually, when I was a kid, I told my mom and dad that I wanted to be an activist. And they said there was no such job. Later on, we finally came to the conclusion that I could be active in public life. That said, of course, it takes up a lot of time. But also my teachers are very supportive, so I can somehow keep a happy balance in general. I started with feminism because it was not acceptable to me that certain gender norms were being imposed on us. 
The whole society wants to impose them on us. I didn't conform to those norms in general. And that's probably why it all began. It wasn't an aha moment where I would say, well, now I've had it. I want to engage in activism on some level. But it rather got traction slowly as I grew up and experienced more and more of these norms. Every time I have asked myself the question of the meaning of life, I've always come to the conclusion that there is no meaning. So if we are here, let us do something, not only for ourselves, but for others. Because by helping one, we help everyone, and we help ourselves. I would definitely like to study abroad. And not because I want to leave the country, say this sinking ship, or because I want to escape. Whatever the country's situation is, I would choose to go abroad. Specifically, it's just because of the studies I want to go on with. And after that, I would like to spend the next few years traveling and gathering all kinds of knowledge and experiences. However, I think it's very important to have an impact on and change things in my home country, which I see are calling for a change. I always say that education is my passion. But of course I also keep my eyes open on other things. Global warming is going to affect everyone and is already affecting everyone. So that topic, for example, is something that makes me feel frustrated. In addition, whether it is looking at abortion laws or the kind of communication about the role of women themselves in a society, I have always, always, always been interested in that. I have already mentioned that I was very interested in these things early on. And it becomes particularly critical when opinions on these issues are raised to the status of law or when they are expressed at the political level. After all, I believe that I have a duty to be a feminist, not because I do not have equal rights, but because of what our predecessors, the many women who have suffered for us, have fought for. Those achievements can be taken away from us at any time, And that must not be allowed to happen. Beyond that, of course, I also take an interest in economic issues, although I have little knowledge of it. It is rarely taught in schools at the secondary school level. I'm very interested in how the economy is built up and what the consequences of an economic crisis can be, even in social terms. You might well think that Lily is not alone out there. There is a whole generation available to back up her struggles, potentially. In the end, who else would be interested in public life if not young people? Who, if not younger generations, would want to do something for the future, right? In Hungary, however, the situation differs from this optimistic scenario. Young people are much more apolitical and do not really take a stance on public issues. Just to back this up, A 2021 survey shows that nearly half of young Hungarians aged between 15 and 29 would give education a poor rating. 51% felt that their interests are not represented. But at the same time, half of surveyed young people are not interested in politics. Finally, the vast majority would do nothing to change the current situation. Research over the past 20 years has shown that young Hungarians lack a generational desire to rebel, 
also, young Hungarians are among the least active in Europe and hardly participate in democratic forms of protest. For example, only 19% of the 2021 survey respondents have ever been to a protest. This is exactly what Lily wants to change. She wants to get as many people on her side. I experienced this myself and even in my own environment. When I think of school or even of a sports club, there is a lack of interest, just a lack of interest. And I couldn't really give you a precise answer as to why. But I think it's because the kind of freedom that most people need at this age is just to be able to go where they like. I think it's a very exciting question because... Because it's a question that we have asked ourselves, those of us who have stood up for education. So, how can we reach those people who have not yet stood up for education in a way that they would come and take part in a movement or in a demonstration? And I don't think there's a precise answer to this, because in the end, everyone experiences differently the messages that they hear going around. All that said, the sort of passive way of being of young Hungarian people does not necessarily change at later stages of their lives. The majority of Hungarian society is not politically active. People vote, of course, but in a 2020 survey, only four out of 100 Hungarian citizens said they had taken part in a demonstration in the previous year. Over the past 20 years, this number has consistently ranged between two and four percent. On the one hand, Lily is very determined to shake people's consciences. But on the other one, she feels that young people have been abandoned by society. Lily believes that somehow older generations have not stood up for the younger generations and their future. I feel that Hungarian society today is afraid to be free. I hear it regularly, especially from the older generations, because these people suffered a trauma the experience of a black car coming and picking you up. I've even heard it from my own grandparents. You have to be careful because a black car is coming for you. And it's very easy to act on this feeling and these instincts if you want to suppress this kind of desire for freedom. And I feel in today's society that this fear is much stronger than the desire for freedom. I would emphasize here that this is playing with the minds of people. The real fear is in the mind, but it doesn't matter how real a fear is. If it's in the mind, it affects you, including young people. What I do is my own business, and I am mostly supported in this because they agree with the goal we are fighting for. However, I'm not in a position where I have to support myself, where I have to think about how I'm going to pay for my children's meals next month. There are, however, people in this situation. So their hands are pretty much more tied than mine. And so there's a lot of fear. And I don't necessarily think that these fears were rational, because if everyone stands up, well, they just can't fire a whole country. While some people around Lily would accept more radical action at demonstrations, especially from young people, Lily believes in peaceful forms of protest. She believes or hopes that peaceful protests can get their demands taken into account by institutions and the political power. 
The situation is not yet such that if we were to take action, even with a peaceful demonstration, we would get into physical trouble. And if that were to happen, then of course we would and could not stop at legal and lawful demonstrations. But until then, I think we should take advantage of the situation and not incite people to break the law. After all, as long as there is no unity and as long as people do not want to take the streets, it is possible that it will not work. I don't think that we could achieve anything more with a formal action against the law, because in that scenario we wouldn't have reached more people. And we need a larger population to achieve anything. Because as I said, it's the people who give the power to the government. Talking to Lily Mihalics, one naturally wonders why more of us do not stand up for freedom, whether it is our own freedom or the freedom of others. Listening to this young Hungarian woman, one gets the feeling that it really is only a matter of whether we want to make a difference, of how many people stand up for a cause. And in fact, she might be right when she says that if everyone stands up, well, a government cannot fire a whole country. That is why there's nothing more important than solidarity. This was the third episode of Freedom in Hungary, a podcast series in which we ask people from Hungary to share their thoughts and visions about freedom, sharing their personal stories. This Europod podcast was produced in partnership with the Hungarian Budapest-based podcast production agency Beton Studio. Freedom in Hungary is a podcast part of the Sphera Network, the first network of independent media in Europe, which aims to reinvent the media space and paint a new picture of Europe through impactful, unbiased, raw and authentic stories. This podcast show is also available in its original language, in Hungarian. The editor-in-chief of Freedom in Hungary is Anita Nizer. The editors are Susanna Fasekas and Luca Lukács. The original host and narrator is Andras Batis. The selection of soundtracks and original post-production is by Adam Gongiosi. The creative producer is Balas Roman. The producer is Richard Hamburg. Sound editing and mixing of this English version is by Jeremy Bouquet and Thomas Kusberg from Bull Media Podcast Agency. The English voice of Lily Mihalix is by Gail Rigo. My name is Alexander Damiano Ricci. Do you want to hear more podcasts that get to the bottom of things that stand out in the ambient noise? Join Europod. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and our newsletter. Follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram. Discover our brand new website at www.europod.eu and join us in our fight. Europod. Clear the noise. Start to listen.